Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. My guest now, Emma Hawker, is the CEO and founder of Altify, and they uh, have put together an automated self service event tech platform that's uh, putting together event organizers and speakers with a view toward creating better live and virtual experiences for them. My pleasure to welcome Emma right now. Emma, how you doing? Happy Sunday. Hi. Good, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, it's great to have you on. And, and Emma, you've spent years working uh, to put speakers in programs. Uh, you did it with the HR Summit for many years here and very successfully at that. Uh, talk to us about the need to change this experience f- between speakers and speak, you know, speaker organizers. Uh, how, how are things different now and how is it being done differently? Well, obviously, very different now. Um, when I think back to just even a year ago, a year and a half ago, this was not even the whole being on Zoom all the time was not even on anybody's radar. right? Mm, mm. Um, and I remember even just three years ago, we did an event and there was a particular speaker who couldn't make it from uh, the US. So we decided to um, live stream him for our sessions. And at the time, that was, you know, not that many people were doing it. And to us, it seemed very exciting. (laughs) And that now is just the norm. So it's very interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Is there a difference in the way that uh, when you are looking to find speakers for events, that different considerations you take uh, now based on a speaker that's going to be virtual rather than perhaps live? Uh, well, obviously, because the physical element isn't there anymore, let's say that, uh, I mean, we are still obviously very much want professional speakers who are professionally trained on stages and who can deliver very well, uh, and they have a, the, the body language to go along with it. But obviously now, um, that's not as essential anymore. Um, mm. But you still have to try and get your message across in a very engaging way uh, anyway. So even if you're, if you're sat down. Um, so, you know, when we look at speakers now, I guess there's a broader range um, because we're looking more for the content. We're looking for that engagement through a screen rather than, than just the uh, engagement on stage. So I guess there's just more choice, I'd say, nowadays. Yeah, mm. yeah, of course. And as you mentioned earlier, we're all spending so much time online uh, doing not only our work meetings, but our webinars, and millions of webinars every week, it seems like people want us to go and watch. <laughs> so they, they, they better <laughs> offer something special, right, to, uh, to get That's our attention right. in the first place, but then to hold it for yeah. an hour or two. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, you, you have started this company called Altify, and it mm. is uh, – you describe it as an event tech platform. T- talk mm. to us about that. What does it actually do? Um, so it's – I think a bit, a bit like an online speaker marketplace where organizers can, can dip in and find any type of speaker that they're looking for, um, whether that might be uh, a trainer or a coach or a professional speaker – but also business leaders, industry practitioners. So they can find all of these speakers from all over the world for their virtual and physical events. It's all completely automated. Um, It's all self-service, so there's no middleman. So we're very different from a bureau in that respect. Um, But essentially, you know, you can go in there, find what you're looking for in terms of speakers. And it also has integrated productivity capabilities for organizers to manage that speaker acquisition process. Hmm. As well, and uh, what what fields are covered with the speakers that are on your platform? 
So we actually, we aim to cover all fields. Um, obviously, we have uh, more in certain fields than others, uh, just because, you know, being in the founding team and, and maybe the people that our network is with is, uh, you know, obviously geared towards certain industries. But, you know, in the long term, we just aim to have all industries on there. So we have a bit of, we have a real mix um, right now, which is quite exciting. Yeah. When is there a difference between the speakers that are able to to perform virtually versus in person? I know there are some in person events that are now starting to come back in various parts of the world. Is there mm. is there a difference? Do you delineate between the virtual speakers uh, and the in person? Yeah. So uh, so when the speakers fill out their profile, um, there is an option that they can choose different options as to what they're comfortable with in terms of format. So. Uh, very much so. If they if they say you know I'm okay to do all of this virtually as well, um, then that's just a box they need to tick. Um, but essentially, I find that anyone who is willing to be on a panel, moderate, speak nowadays is pretty comfortable also doing it virtually. So it's not so much of a problem. But the organisers just need to have that conversation with the speakers themselves um, because it's very much. Um, that self-service um, uh, format whereby organizers make the contact and then they chat directly with the speaker. So they can ask them, obviously, all of these questions. Emma Hawker is our guest, the CEO and co-founder of Altify, uh, an automated self-service event tech platform bringing together speakers and event organizers. What kind of feedback are you getting from the event organizers as far as uh, how they're able to connect uh, in a in a virtual way with a whole bunch of uh, new speakers, different speakers. Um, yeah, I mean, for them, it's uh, it's I mean, being virtual now. It's given them so much more choice, I'd say, and that's the exciting that's the exciting thing. They can literally reach out to speakers who are based in the US, even though their event is possibly in Singapore, and um, they have this they have this choice. And because all of a sudden, this physical these physical barriers are not there, so. Um, you know, it's very exciting. They can get, obviously the time difference is always going to be a problem, which we can't do anything about. Sure. Um, but yes, it just gives them that choice. And also it's about finding those hidden gems. You know, I mean, those people you didn't know existed who are quite happy to, um, you know, to be a part of, an, of, a, of a conference or to take part in a panel or whatnot. Um, so yes, it's very much about finding, you know, having that choice and finding the right match for, for you as an organizer. Well, it's giving global choice, additional choice to the organizers. Like you say, they can – someone in Asia can contact somebody in the US and get them on virtually and everything's great. Mm. Um, is, is that more of a challenge? Is it, is it harder than for people, speakers in certain regions, for example, in Asia or in the US to then – because now they have to compete basically with the entire world in a way that they didn't yeah. have to before? Yes, but um, I think, I mean, we always believe that there's, uh, we always used to say there's a, a stage for every speaker and a speaker for every stage. So I feel like there's always an opportunity for someone and being a global platform, I think there'll always be an organizer out there looking for a speaker like you. So um, yes, obviously there's possibly more competition, but at the same time, um, you know, we want to promote that diversity. We want that diversity on there and, um, you know, not just in terms of gender, but uh, what we're really trying to do is get diversity, uh, you know, in terms of ethnicity, but also pricing, uh, levels of seniority. And that's why we welcome all types of speakers. So it's very much, yeah, that choice. That, that being the case, what are the things that would help a speaker to stand out if they are going to come on your platform or other platforms? 
How do you how do yeah. you really make a big splash for people that have got hundreds or maybe thousands of other choices? Yeah. So there's a, there's a speaker profile, which you fill out as a speaker. And on the speaker profile, there's actually a portfolio section, which enables you to upload videos, photos, maybe articles that you've written or books. And um, so I really suggest to fill all that information out as much as possible, because that's very visual, right? And when people are going through platforms, uh, you know, they can only read so much, they want to see some visual out there too. So sure. anything in terms of a video, in terms of uh, photos, the, you know, stage, the stages you've been on with crowds obviously helps. Um, so it's just filling out uh, the profile as much as possible. And then also we've got a um, reviews and rating system. So being able to go out to your past organizers, past clients and say, hey, just, you know, take a few minutes and fill, fill out, um, you know, a rating, a review for me. And that really helps with obviously you standing out <laughs> in the crowd. Yeah. Emma, as, as you, you've been in the event space for 13 or so years and you've, mm. you've done big events, multi-day events. Uh, now that we are starting to see many of these types of events come online, what is the mm. secret for success in your opinion uh, for those event organizers who are trying to put together an engaging two-day or multi-day uh, event but not have to have just people sit and watch screens for hours and hours over you know yeah. over more than one day well what does the best practice look like now given the fact that mm. of course different industries and conferences have different needs but is there sort of a general best way to do it at this point in time mm. if you're going to do it virtually that, that's the golden question. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm, glad, I'm glad you have asked it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, as you say, it just depends on, on your type of audience, on your demographics. But they always say, you know, don't have an event uh, that goes on for too long. So it's about that attention span nowadays. You're competing you're with other people in that space. You're on screen the whole time. Uh, so it's two things, really. It's the attention span it's, and it's the engagement. And uh, you want to keep people's attention span long enough and you want to engage them while they're there and for them to not go off and start doing emails while they're on the session. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> it's really about getting that balance um, with the attention span, you know, two hours in the morning, two hours in the afternoon in one day is pretty much all you need. And you try, you can try and do as much as you can in that time, but it's really not overburdening people with too many hours of sitting in front of their screens and also because they're working from home that gives them the ability to do work in between and not feel guilty about taking a couple hours time out to attend an event and even if and I've seen events um, you know they're now doing it over several days so they'll have a five-day event but it'll only be maybe two hours in the morning two hours in the afternoon each day and that would have normally um, at the time probably been a full two to three day event. Right. So, you know, that transition to having less hours in front of the screen is a good thing. Um, then the, well, the engagement itself, and that's, that's the golden question. Everyone's trying to engage as much as possible on the, on the, um, on, on Zoom and whatnot. So there, there's a lot of, um, you know, features and chat rooms. You can put people in to have those networking opportunities. So it's really about taking advantage um, of all of those uh, engagement tools that are out there or that are on the platforms already integrated already. And, and then finding the right speakers to keep their attention, <laughs> which is where we come in. Indeed. Speaking yeah. with Emma Hawker, CEO and co-founder of Altify. When you talk to the conference organizers, Emma, uh, how long do you suggest speakers speak for? Has that number changed in the virtual world versus the in-person conferences? 
Yes, it's much uh, less now. So, um, I mean, previously, even at events, we used to do the whole, uh, you know, power talks or, you know, that would last about 20 minutes. And those were great because the 20 minutes in person really keeps your attention, um, your attention span. It's just long enough to get enough information and it's, uh, but it's short enough to not take up, you know, um, too much of your time and, and for you to get disengaged. So, yeah, it's really about uh, about having people speak for less time nowadays. Yeah, of a session that you would do in an hour was you can do a 15 minute to try and get you know, all the essentials out. Yeah, of mm. course. TED Talks are famous for the that one segment they yeah. have where people do three-minute talks, right? And they've got to yeah. get their point across in three minutes. <laughs> I know, people are trying to get, yeah. Which is quite yes, interesting. I mean, I think that's exciting. Yes, it keeps you on your feet and you're watching the whole time because you know also that there's a, that time limit for the speaker. So it's quite exciting to see how, how much they're going to get across in how little time. Yeah. You have so much knowledge about this topic. I hope you don't mind me pick, just kind of picking your brain because no, I, I, I think it's really interesting the way that things are, are are changing and have to change in this reality that we're in now. When you think yeah. about bringing the, the physical into the digital, many conferences are now playing around with, you know, sending a lunch to people or sending uh, swag bags or goodie baskets mm-hmm. or whatever as part of the conference experience so that as yeah. people are watching Speaker A, they take – you know, his or her, whatever it is, out of the basket and use it, yeah. whatever. Is is that is that a, a, a way to go forward? Is that a, a wave of the future? Yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's uh, it's, it's very interesting. Um, I think it adds to the engagement because that's the thing. It's the human connection that we're missing, right? So it's just giving them that connection, but by another means. So, um, and it, it just adds to your session, it keeps you engaged. So that's a very good um, idea. But I mean, physical events are returning. So um, that might not be so much of a need in the future, unless you're going to keep your event fully virtual. Um, that is something that might not necessarily be needed, or unless you have obviously the budget to do that as well as your physical event. But soon, very soon, we're going to see hybrid events you know, starting up and that, that'll be, that'll be interesting. So we'll have like both sides. We'll have the, the physical and the virtual and, you know, organizers will be a bit relieved to, to think at least they can, you know, spend a lot more energy on focusing on the physical than the, the virtual will be an aside for those who can't make it, um, et cetera. But I think we've learned a lot in this, uh, in this time, in this challenging time, um, and and obviously great great ideas like what you just mentioned have come out, um, mm. and that's we've we've all learned from that, these experiences. So we've uh, you know it's a better way to go forward. <laughs> yeah, I was over at Marina Bay Sands a few weeks ago, and they were doing a demo for. Uh, for a small group of folks, they have now a new mm. virtual studio there where they can have fifty up to fifty people in the audience. Mm. Now that number might change depending on what the government says, uh, and then they have a big virtual stage where they can actually either bring in, you know, the Zoom feed if that's what it is, a video feed, mm. or they can actually have people show up in hologram from an uh, yeah. from a, another location. They're calling mm. it the sort of mixed or hybrid type conferences yeah. where the people mm-hmm. in the room would pay more but get a different experience, <laughs> obviously, because mm. and then they have networking events or dinners uh, with, with that select group versus the hundreds of others that might join virtually. Yeah. Uh, that mm-hmm. kind of a model, does that seem to make sense to you? Is that – is that something that would be interesting to concert uh, to conference goers, participants, organizers? Yes, I mean it's a different experience. Um, you know, we we left before COVID. We never even 
it wasn't didn't even exist and now we've got all of these options they're coming back into the room and everything's set up um you know mm. like like that so yes i think that will be very exciting um it's also very costly it can be very costly and as you say like the attendee might have to then end up paying more depending on the experience right so it'll really come down to you know budgets and how much you're willing to spend to be at an event because even though you're paying more to be there are you are you getting what you need out of it because at the end of the day it's about the content and it's about what you remember from your experience it's about what you've learned so um and obviously if the experience can deliver that as well and you remember all of this when you're leaving as an attendee then great but otherwise if you walk away from an event which has happened I'm sure to many people in the past and you think um you know it was great to be there but I don't remember that like nothing really stuck with me mm. um that just says it all it just says you know you spent hours of your life in this room you didn't remember that much so you know coming back to what you mentioned before it just depends whether that experience is going to add um you know to your uh you know to your experience as you leave and you know will you want more or will you just think okay that was that was great as a one off yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> mm, mm. We're talking mm. with uh, Emma Hawker, CEO, co-founder of Altify, uh, an automated self-service event platform bringing speakers and event organizers together. And I just want to mention one of our Facebook Live viewers, Trisha Craig, has uh, reached out to say, you are a really interesting speaker. And I totally agree with her on that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> Emma, as we uh, close off the segment here, what are the what are the maybe three or four key lessons that event organizers and speakers will have learned when 2020 is over and done with? What will we have learned this year? Uh, oh, wow. Well, obviously, um, we're all learning about uh, about the the services such as Zoom, we've learned, everybody's learned how to engage through those services now. So that's very interesting and exciting. And we've we learned how to network um, in this kind of new virtual world, um, as much as one can, at least. And for organizers, I mean, this has obviously been thrust upon them <laughs> uh, pretty brutally. They, we, the events industry was going towards being more digital already but this has literally just accelerated everything so now it's just been organizers having to embrace that new world the new world of events the new way of doing things um and you know they've learned a lot through it because i've spoken to a fair few in the past and they were just finding their feet they're trying to find new ways to engage so you know i think we've learned a lot through the experience um organizers and uh, audience members too um, and obviously audience members have had, uh, luckily for them, the opportunity to attend way more events <laughs> and sometimes pay way less than they would have otherwise. Um, so, yes, it's, it's, uh, it's a very interesting time. And I think we're going to see more interesting times, um, you know, in the future, because now I, I guess hybrid is going to be the exciting um, the exciting new beast we're all going to experience moving in, forward. Indeed. Yeah. Emma, thank you so much for your time. Emma Hawker, CEO, co-founder of Altify. Uh, really happy to have you with us today. Thanks for uh, thank you. telling us of this new world that we're in and, and how people are making the most of it when it comes to their conferences and their speakers. Yeah, <laughs> thank you so much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.